ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Another week of Losi Host Lo-si-ho. Podcast. Lo-si-ho. Man, I have not heard that in a while, and it sounds great. Gentlemen, welcome back. Great, great welcome to be back. back. Great to be back in the studio. Well, uh, I've got Hayden to my left. What's up? I've got Robert to my right. Yeah, yeah. And my name's Chad. And this is week 14 of the Los Hijos Semana Podcast. 14. Good. The numbers are adding up, boys. Yeah. That's 14. Shoot, we're looking official. Not bad at all. And, you know, first and foremost, uh, welcome uh, uh, if, you're, if you're tuning in today. Right. Uh, if you're a new listener, uh, appreciate you hopping on board of what is the, the, the Los Hijos fan club. If you're an we existing appreciate listener, you. welcome back. And, uh, you know, apologies. It's kind of taken us, you know, so long to get to where we are today it's been a couple weeks so <laughs> we had some life issues well not issues i'd say just life came at us right i pulled a billy madison and went back to school back to school <laughs> this is you're true. getting educated. <laughs> i'm getting super educated. uh little young MBA. yeah robert's just doing his bitch and sauce yeah, thing we all so. know that and i I'm not gonna say I, I'm not gonna say I was playing Loverboy in DC, but I might have been playing Loverboy in DC. Uh, but anyways, uh, we're back. Uh, Los Hijos Week 14 is here, and Semana it 14. is a huge episode. Uh, let me tell you, and I think I can preface this episode with one thing, and it starts with our special guest tonight. Yeah, yeah. And that special guest, his name is Mr. Ryan Cohen. He's here in the building tonight, in the studio, L.A. Edwards Woo! Studio. We got um, him. So we've got some hot takes coming at you tonight from Ryan. Um, we've got basically a whole segment dedicated to Ryan tonight, and he's going to fill in the last half of our podcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but as always, as as we you know get into our podcast here, we uh, you know before we jump into the podcast, we always kind of take a look at what has happened, and then uh, in terms of recapping, you know, a couple of the series now. It's been a couple weeks, so so bear with us here. We're gonna try to get through this really as quick as we can, and and we're gonna start with with, with what is you know the last series that we were leading into on our last podcast, and that was uh, L.A. Dodgers uh, uh, up in L.A., and that was uh, August twenty sixth, uh, so a while ago. So bear with us here. Now, uh, now I've we're got, realizing how long ago that was. That was a while ago, but. Um, <laughs> but the one thing to, to kind of talk about about that series, and, and you'll remember it exactly, is, well, uh, for one, us getting swept, and, and two, lights out in L.A., people. Yep. The series, uh, L.A. Can, uh, apparently weren't paying their electricity bill or something like that. So. Am, I, am I allowed to make the joke that, like, the last time I was somewhere in, like, a decently big city where the power went out, I was in Mexico? That's a stretch, <laughs> bro. Wow. I'm just saying, like, hey, no. Remember, our power's tw- always on in San Diego. 2011. We got to figure it out. 2011 power outage. Too. Yeah. No, bro. 2011 power outage uh, while we were uh, oh, still yeah, in undergrad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, good yeah. time. So, anyways, anyways LA series. There. <laughs> we got swept. I think the highlight of that series would not was not anything on the field, but again, the lights going just out. Just yeah, that's only that notable stadium. I mean, yep. Funny, right? It was funny to make fun of LA for that, but but really nothing more. Uh, from there, we we went up to Seattle um, and took the Vetter Cup. W- well, we <laughs> took we took two, right? No. So so L- <laughs> so this Seattle series was a split series. Uh, so two at, up in Seattle, two at home. Uh, we'll get into that in a second with the with the the latter half of of that series. But we took two from them Got at em. Seattle, um, and and so uh, from there we went up to Colorado, uh, and and really. Uh, not much to show in Colorado. We split the series. We played four times. Uh, you know, went two and two. Um, really, I think the highlight of that series, in my opinion, was Urias's first bomb. Yeah, uh, Luis Urias uh, uh, finally connected and, and and took a ball out of the park. And exciting times, right? Gotta love that when you see our fresh names hitting dingers. Oh yeah, I think there was some mess about like that ball wouldn't have been out at Peco, but hey, I'll take it. Right, and I think the uh, <laughs> Fran Meal had a walk off uh, in that series as well. Uh, so so again, seeing. Our younger talent, you know, uh, you know, put some balls over the fence uh, <laughs> in some key situations. Uh, that was fun. So again, we split the series, um, uh, you know, in Colorado, two, uh, two and two. Uh, from there, we went to Arizona, and actually, uh, this is kind of a, a split series as well. Uh, so we play them uh, coming up here uh, <laughs> uh, to end our season. But uh, really, 
uh, you know, the highlight. Robert is already laughing <laughs> over there. Um, uh, uh, Brian Mitchell <laughs> notched his first win of the year. Got Huge it. win Got for it. Mr. Brian Mitchell. Um, Ryan's over <laughs> here just laughing. Like, he's just laughing. <laughs> I'm loving this. Um, uh, but again, you know, we looked good. Brian Mitchell, uh, for, for, for once, looked good. I think he went he in five and two-thirds. Um, if, if there's like a spectrum of like really bad, bad, decent, good, very good, I think I'm maybe more on like decent. Yeah, right. So, For the first time not this trying to season, you, right? So again, yeah. it was nice to see Mitchell Highlight performance, for sure. He's still on my shit list. <laughs> well, he's, he's still on a lot of people's shit list, Hayden. Let's be real here. It's Brian Mitchell. I think that name itself has a negative Needs to be launched into the sun. I see girl post a BM. <laughs> Jesus, stop it, Robert. Stop it right now. Uh, well, anyways, game two of that series, um, we got shut out. So, so again, we look great first game. Second game, we just got shut out. So, again, a, t- a typical yeah. Padres fashion. Look good, then don't look good. Uh, then we went to Cincinnati, and I think that entire series was, was one – uh, rain. Uh, the entire series it rained. I think three out of the four games there was either rain delays or postponements or something like that. That throws off the series in my opinion. Now again, our new players trickling into the lineup. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Francisco mm-hmm. Mija made his appearance. And Mejia. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking thing. a little fast. <laughs> same, same thing. Uh, uh, anyone want to tell me about his first two at-bats? Uh, because I know we remember them. Dingers. Dinger. Dinger. Boom. Two for two. Two home runs to start his MLB career for the Padres. Crazy. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Yes. We've been wanting you. Yeah. So that was fun. That, I think that, you know, kind of prefaced the Cincinnati series there. But again, split the series with them. Really couldn't, uh, you know, really draw out some wins there. Yeah. And, that, and the rain. The rain just throws off. It was so weird because, you know, like the obviously the rain doesn't make it go like more days. But that series, for some reason, felt like it lasted forever. Ever. Ever. Because there were so many delays and you didn't know when the game was going to start or if it was going to be played That's a good through. point. It was, no, that's yeah. a good man, point. Man, I felt like point. that thing lasted a week. That series like tended to be like the poetic summary of our season. Too <laughs> true. Too <laughs> true. Too true. Well, uh, again, we, you know, that series recap by Ryan again, Cincinnati. Um, but again, uh, to wrap up what is our, our, uh, our Seattle series here, uh, you know, they came into town and well, uh, now we can finally complete this. We swept the Mariners this year, uh, yay, yay, yay. Uh, so so that was excellent Ooh. to see. Um, you know, and and really, what led the second half of that was oh, another quality Brian Mitchell start. <laughs> so oh we got two back to back good starts from Brian Mitchell. Now Hayden's over here just shaking his head. I'm not sure. You know, he looks confused at life at this point, and honestly, I am as well. Brian Mitchell, where was this, dude? Where was this? Because I, I can't tell if you're complaining or if you're making a case for him being well, in starting it, rotation it, next uh, year. There's no case for Brian Mitchell to be in a Padres starting <laughs> rotation. However, we need innings to fill, and and he's filling them. So thank you. It's true. It's true. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise Richard okay. would get that payout. So. Reluctantly, okay, I say. Well, well, no, and again, in that Mariners <laughs> series, it really was a story of our pitching because once our starting pitchers came out, boy, oh boy, we turned it over to the bullpen. Mariners series is where we had that 9K game. Nine straight Ks in a row from mm-hmm. our bullpen. Three innings in a row, we sat batters down. Yeah. That was fun to see. And and you like always it. know when the MLB account is tweeting about the Padres, Padres are doing something right. right. Because it happens once in a blue moon. Right, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's ridiculous. Um, so I what, especially loved the Alabama flamethrower, Mr. Trey Winchester. Oh, he was Ooh, throwing It was heat. so nice to see him he come out. He was throwing The heat. one thing I will note on that was that like it, it still upsets me. It maybe even upsets me even more now that we swept the Mariners that we played so poorly against the A's. It, well, it's ridiculous. And, and again, like, the Mariners are still in contention this year, right? So, so again, they're... I mean, they're about par with the A's. I mean, yeah, like borderline contention. So, again, we're playing spoiler this year. Again, I I didn't think it was a necessary time to play spoiler. But, hey, sweeping a team is is good to see, and especially with what would be younger talent leading the Mm -hmm. charge in the sweep. Uh, So, again, that was great to see. We swept Seattle on the year, but for that specific series, 2-0. Then Texas came into town, and and really, other than Mija's Grand Slam, which, again, was so sweet. A walk-off grand oh slam. My gosh, First of his yeah. career. Buttery. Uh, w- was just beautiful. Robert, I think you and I were there um, on the uh, on the Saturday night game. The, yeah. But, uh, but really the story of that game was really Hosmer's opposite, weird opposite field home run. 
and that was it. That was the only runs we scored Saturday. Right. So, again, opposite field, Eric Cosmer is how he made his living, and really we haven't seen that this year in San Diego. Yeah, and and the way that it happened, again, like it didn't even look like it was going to go over. When it did go over, it was like the ball oddly traveled 40 feet further than you thought it was going to. Exactly. Even he looked surprised. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I have way more I could say about Hosmer, but. <laughs> exactly. On that. Well, and again, uh, yeah. Speaking of way more to say, I think we've got a lot to say just in general, in general tonight. It, it's night, been yeah. a while since we've potted, so we're gonna get right into that. Uh, again, thank you for bearing with us with the recap. There, we always like to, you know, travel a little bit backwards just to, again recap. You know what's gone on. You know, maybe you know tickle your thoughts a little bit there. But uh, let's get right into the juice of this podcast. Here. Oh yeah. So, um, uh, you know, kind of you know, really starting things off, uh, what is, I, I think we're going to pass the reins to Hayden here a little bit quickly. And, uh, we're going to kind of give him a, you know, a little bit of a, you know, kind of a, a, an interesting down on the farm segment here, or really what would be a closing of the farm. Guys, let me put it to you straight. The crops have been picked and the land is barren. <laughs> <laughs> down on the farm is very short on material this week, but what I will do for you is do kind of a summary of all the players that we've had make their debut. Absolutely. And, and we Love tweeted it. out that total this this week, and that total has actually increased since that tweet. Correct. We said 15 players have debuted as of, I think, maybe five days ago. Right. That has now increased. It has. So um, not a con- comprehensive list, but. Colton Brewer, Jose Castillo, Adam Simber, uh, may he rest in peace, Javi Guerra, <laughs> Brett Kennedy, Eric Lauer, Walter Lockett, Mr. Joey Lucchesi, uh, Makita, Boo. Yeah. Yikes. Nix, Wingenter, Reyes, Stock, Urias, our favorite Canadian, Rowan Wick, and Brad Week have all made their Padres debuts this year. In and that that's order, some huh? serious wow. names coming out of the farm right now. can't there, be in that yeah. order. Serious. That, that's that's depleted AAA. So I'm excited for what's going to be in AAA next year. Oh, we're, absolutely. We're going to have a lot absolutely. of that depth from AA San Antonio populating the roster, and I'm just excited for what Rod uh, Barajas is going to be able to do with these guys that are coming up. Most right. definitely. And I think you know we alluded to you know really the depth in terms of, of our farm really kind of resides – all in the, at the pi- in at the, the pitching, pitching level, yeah, all up on the mound, right? And and honestly, that's what we need now. Uh, and so I think uh, you know we put some numbers in here. Fourteen out of our top thirty prospects, uh, according to MLB, are pitchers. Are pitchers. Well, and then what's crazy is it, it's like it's like seven of the top ten, or like eight of the top ten, and then twelve or eleven of the top fifteen. So it's it's mostly stacked towards that front side. I mean, like Ryan Weathers is already number nine right now in the rankings the way that the rankings stand right now on the sure. mlb top 30 sure, just so that we sure. qualify that uh he's he's ahead of Quantrill. oh yeah. interesting. Yeah. so the yeah. prospect list is very the way that it's shifting i mean it, 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 like we've always said next year in lake elsinore is going to be one of the most exciting years oh it's going to be fun oh you, like i might even get potentially gore potentially elsinore. owen miller potentially patino Oh yeah, and and again we Everybody. have fun at Lake Elsinore already. So uh, imagine just imagine you know, how much going more and, and knowing faces on the team, right? Knowing more faces on the team, right? Elsinore is a great place. We're just gonna plug it now. Why not get up there? If you're in San Diego and you're not going to Lake Elsinore games as a you're wrong general Padres fan, you're, you're wrong. doing it wrong. Yeah, you're doing yeah. it wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's minor league's most marketable logo, so you know there's no excuse for you not to have exactly. <laughs> I just exactly. can't believe they actually have, have it in <laughs> my uh, front windshield. So there you go. Yeah. Well, you guys all have the gear. Just I need across to get on the, the gear. I need to get you have on the like gear a see-through vinyls. <laughs> well, um, well, I think uh, you know this is a you know kind of an excellent point. Uh, uh, you know, uh, prior to getting into really the the, the meat the of what we're big doing, yeah. topics of this podcast. So, um, as always, um, this episode and every episode is brought to you by Bitchin' Sauce, San Diego's sauciest hometown hero. Dip, spread, and smother on your favorite savory snack. Be on the lookout for our new snacker or our new squeezers uh, available right now at SDSU campus, uh, but soon to be available, hopefully, Vaughn's, Whole Foods, and everywhere else that Bitch and Sauce is available. And I just want to make a quick announcement. Uh, Robert showed up at my house the other day before we were going to a Padres game. And, yeah, what's up? And finally <laughs> dropped off at least four tubs of Bitch and Sauce. At and least. finally 
has graced me with a bitch and shot shirt. A little swag. Have a, a bitch and day, Robert. Have mm. a bitch and day, yeah, Robert. We're all having thank bitch and days so now. Much. So, <laughs> so again, so uh, big thank you to absolutely. To and again, as always, you, you know, you had me going there. I thought you were gonna do the ad read for a second. I was like, damn, Chad's gonna. Ooh, no, no, no. That's uh, not my thing. My, dude, that's I yours or Hayden's, right my there. guy. That's uh, yours or Hayden's, my also, guy. Also, we'll, we will give a, an extra shout out to uh, L.A. Edwards for letting us use their studio today. As always. As uh, always. They were recently at Kaboo. They performed on Sunday. So uh, Apparently, Robert's a guitar technician to get backstage. Apparently, I'm a guitar tech. Heard so, it here first, yep, guys. I was there in action <laughs> being a guitar tech. So, um, yeah, so, so check again, them out on Spotify, iTunes, wherever LA you check Edwards. out music. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, wherever and you listen to this podcast, listen to their music. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, and, and so I think you're excited with what's to come, Robert. I'm excited oh, with man. what's to come. Hayden is over here chomping well, at the bit. We'll put a little drum roll in here. The a moment you've all been waiting drum for. drum roll. Los Hijos fan club, let me introduce you to Mr. Ryan Cohen. Hello, Ryan. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, oh, so El Ryan. El hijo numero uno. El hijo numero in uno. In Cosa or in the building. So, Robert, we're going to tell Robert to <laughs> stop casa, speaking in, in the, the thing. Spanish. In the now. thing. <laughs> that's for leisure. He'll love yeah, that. that's for leisure. <laughs> Here I am. Here we go. So, again, Ryan Cohen is in the building today. Uh, we figured, you know, why not reach out to, to I think, in my opinion, a true and, and pure Padres fan. Yes. Padres fan right here. And so first and foremost, and I think I can say this for Hayden and, and Robert and myself, dude, thanks for being you, man. You're fun to watch. Amen. You know, I, I just enjoy I enjoy doing it. I I'm sure that I can come off pretentious at times. I don't think I'm great. I really don't. I know my dance moves are terrible, but I have fun with it and I I this year especially I'm enjoying watching people react to me up there on that big, big <laughs> so so we're going to jump right into that but let's let's first let's get these off the 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 table i think most people know this where'd you grow up how'd you become a padres fan yeah, just the, the basic yeah. who you are in case and then anybody jump really right doesn't know the ryan cohen <laughs> yeah so the basics I, i'm born and raised in north county encinitas and cardiff area um I, i'm a huge oh yeah padres pretentious fan I'm because, just <laughs> because of where you know where i was born my parents don't care about baseball at all uh, that's fired. not where I got it from. In fact, a quick little anecdote for you. Both of my mom's parents, they were kind of baseball fans, but they both died before I was born. So my dad's side could not care less about baseball. And his dad was actually from Israel. And he lived with us uh, for, for four years before he died from cancer. And he knew I was a big baseball fan. And one day I walked back into his room and I had a basketball in my hand, a big old basketball. And, uh, he goes, oh, you brought me a baseball? <laughs> <laughs> so so no that's the family way. I come from. It's not no exactly a, a baseball family. Uh, but I think part of the reason I love the Padres so much is because I'm not just, you know, I'm not doing it to make my daddy happy. It's nothing like that. I, it's my thing. I genuinely love that terrible baseball team that we root for so hard, you know. <laughs> I think that makes it even better. Like, there's no, like, uh, this was – what do they call that? Like, they, you know, when your parents give it to you, like, it's not even like it's. Well, it's just genuine, it's just right? It's a, it's a genuine fandom. It's a, it's a love yeah, for the pure. game. I would yeah. say pure, dude. I exactly. like, I like where you put that, Rob. And uh, you put it that way. No, it, and so again, you know, <laughs> dude, we we all see you. I, I mean, again, if you're a, a, a familiar with Petco Park whatsoever, I mean, Ryan is literally in that the the pre videos. He is literally in. He, yeah. right? I mean, you see him dancing. The Padres use a meme of him dancing. I mean, I recall very specifically a time when I was uh, sitting in Toyota Terrace and you came up on the Jumbotron and the guy right behind me had to have been pushing 90 and said, there's that damn hippie kid again. Oh, my. I did not know that story. <laughs> Oh boy, because I used to have the long hair, so right, long, right, right. The the very hair. long the hair. That was even you had that at the beginning of this it year. Was this no, season. I cut it. I cut it in January. So oh. at the beginning, oh. I had it. Uh, they were playing promo vids of you. No, with the long in the hair. promo videos, right. I, they still have some right. of last year's clips with my long curly hair. I cut it this year, and I didn't think I'd get recognized around the ballpark. You know, last year it was easy to tell me. I got recognized more this year than ever before. I at Petco Park, I feel like a celebrity. I take photos there. It's a good time. Dude, it's a that good is time. so crazy. So That's so crazy. So, so let's jump right into that. So, uh, you know, I've noticed that there has been uh, an uptick. You know, so uh, nowadays everyone is trying to make their, you know, their on-screen performance next level, right? And, and even I've like jumped on board. <laughs> um, so, you know, you've said on Twitter or like other interviews that 
you know, you mostly just like, you let your body take control and like, you don't focus on what's going on. You're just like, you're in it to win it, you know? Um, so this is probably, you know, what made you the authority, uh, in Jumbotron dances, right? Uh, being yourself. So did you start the Jumbotron frenzy? I mean, do you? I mean, the with starting. the humblest of yeah. Do well, you? I would claim say with that? Petco Park, there is a big dance frenzy. So I th- okay. I, and I think that it's... question's pertinent. Okay, yeah. uh, I had never looked at it that way. I'm not going to take credit for starting an entire revolution, but <laughs> I will definitely be a part of it. I'll say I'm a part of it. Uh, you know, I usually when I'm there, I, every time I'm there, I'm with my boys. You know, I'm with a bunch of my best friends. We're Probably out there in right field. And, sort of and sorry to cut you off, Ryan. Yeah, go ahead. But are they as big of Padres fans? Like, do you go with other Padres fans, right. or is it like or kind are you of just bringing you... them along? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. So I have made a lot of friends of mine into bigger Padres fans. Hell, uh, love and it. And a few of my, <laughs> I have, I have three or four friends that are legitimately baseball fans, whether Padres or not. But they they know what's going on. And then a lot of my friends kind of that go, you know, play little league or whatnot, but. They, they can't name five players on the Padres. But, you know, going with me is somewhat of a different experience. You know, it's like you're you're watching the game, of course, but I'm also going nuts. I'm going nuts in the half innings trying to get on the Jumbotron. But I'm also going nuts every time we get a strikeout, every time we hit a home run, every time anything happens on the field. I like I pretend it's Game 7 of the World Series. I just try and <laughs> enjoy every second of it and milk it to death. That's a mentality, that's man. Perfect. And, and that's, why we, that's why I literally started off with thank you for being you. Because, <laughs> right. like, literally – that's sick to hear. Like that is so cool to hear, man. Like, uh, yeah. That, that, uh, what were you gonna say, Hayden? Yeah, I, I just, I envision when we do make that World Series run that you have the same role that Eddie Vedder did oh, for the Cubs. You're gonna be up in the freaking um, Jerry Coleman broadcast booth, leading whatever chant we come <laughs> up with. Um, you getting this, Padres? So like, you getting this? You hearing this? Yeah. I mean, I, no, I'm serious. Like, up, I've, Wayne? I've envisioned. Wayne, how you doing? What's up, DJ <laughs> Wayne? Boy Ryan. No, I, I think that I think that's so fitting. You know, I think you are you're the super fan. So I, I think that's that needs to happen. Make I it would, happen. I would love that role. Right. I appreciate so what's that. great is uh, the next question I was going to ask was what inspired you to start the Jumbotron frenzy? But it sounds like. Yeah. So I like growing up, I was a very shy kid. I didn't like I, I was always talkative, but I was very um, quiet until I got to know you a little bit. And then my freshman year in high school when I was about 14, that was the 2015 season where we, you know, got Upton, Myers, Kemp, Shields, Kimbrell. We were supposed to be the World Series champions. Forgot what happened (laughs) in that year. And, you know, I went to a bunch of games, especially early on because I thought we were playoff bound. And I just kind of started going nuts after every run and all that stuff because I genuinely got excited that we were closer to the playoffs after Mm -hmm. winning a game. That's what I thought was happening. Pretty much. Um the Jumbotron thing where I actually actively tried to get up there was probably the beginning of 2017, maybe the end of 2016, where mm. it became a thing where I was like, I'm going to dance hard. People are going to laugh at me, but I'm going to try and get up there. That's my goal. Yeah, and that's perfect because that's what I was going to say is I really started to notice it like a couple years ago. So I was wondering if you started it before that. But So yeah, I would say you. I'm going to go ahead and I think you started – the Jumbotron frenzy. I, mean, I saw it's either it's either Ryan Cohen or the Chris Cost hand guys that <laughs> loses. We we're all doing it right now, but oh, yeah. you can't picture it. <laughs> it's great not for the radio. Not we're the all floss, but it's I like that, that old guy, guy with the visor, right? I talked to that guy one time and I said, "Yo, you know, like, how did this start? Why did you do this?" And he, back when the San Diego Chargers existed, he had season tickets to the Chargers games and the Padres games, and he was going to so many games every year that he wasn't getting enough exercise, and he started doing the little hand jive thing at the ballpark just to get his exercise in the middle of the inning. And then he started getting up there, and now he's up there all the time. You see him at <laughs> every, every game, game you go yeah. to. Every game. And then so what funny. I love is when he gets up there, he's doing his little hand jive thing. If you don't know who we're talking about, you you don't go to Petco Park nope. enough. Right, exactly. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't. And he starts doing it, and then other people that are getting up on the Jumbotron start doing it. And for a few innings, it's the whole thing that you're trying to do. Is, and he's got to hate the, it, right? Yeah. Like, at, after the third inning, he's got to be sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell, like, he stops, like, rotate, like you know, like, switching him off, and he's just, like, Kind of he enjoys it. He enjoys it. it. He lo- oh, he loves it. He loves he loves the FaceTime just like you love the FaceTime. Let's be real here. Just one more question, um, and then I think we have a, a, a big. Well, I'll ask the final question. The final question. Robert, yeah. So this on. one: What's your most memorable Padres moment? Not maybe Twitter, maybe just Padres in general. So on the field till the day I die, it'll be Matt Holiday never touching home plate in 07. 
I was seven years old, second grade. I'm still ticked about it. When I graduated high school, we got to say a yes. quick little quote. I said, Matt Holiday never touched home. I love you, mom and dad. That was my actual quote while I graduated. You, uh, was that, I, like, I'm still pissed about it. Can you put it. that like on Twitter? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's my bio. Yeah. Yeah. Can we it's, see that? It's all over the I place. I want to see that. And then off the field, this year, uh, you know, there was the Phil Hughes oh. uh, game where I one night said I wanted to go to the Padres game uh, the next day, which was a Friday night against the Cubs. So naturally, it was an expensive ticket. I said, Phil, I want to go, but uh, these tickets are expensive. And he says, 500 retweets, you know, and we'll do it. And that happened right. at about midnight. And so, again, this is Phil Hughes. This is Phil Hughes, Phil the Hughes, Padres, ex, ex-Padres pitcher. Padres reliever. Always a Padre. And I went to bed that night. I had read it, but I didn't Got retweet it or blast it because I wanted to wake up in the morning and just, like, get going. I wanted these 500 retweets by the afternoon so that he could, you know, get the tickets and will call. And we, I was walking my dog in the morning. I retweeted it. I had a few buddies retweet it. It was at 100. You know, we're getting there. We're getting there. 200 and then by the time i got home from walking my dog i was at 450 and that was like a 45 minute walk that's so i high. knew wow. that i was getting it uh i in turn what what made it blow up was i had a friend whose buddy ran an account that has like a million followers and that person retweeted it and it went nice nuts. okay it went called viral people get that out there to the public I went to the game that night. I had a makeshift Phil Hughes sign that we made on the train down right. the ball Where game. Right, where were those seats? I mean, they looked like they were like they were first nice seats. Level. They were uh, first baseline, probably one oh nine, maybe one eleven, yep, right about twenty fifth right row. Nice seats. Yeah. He hooked it up, and it, it was out of pocket. That's what I learned is that the players he might get a discount or something, but it was out of his pocket. He spent money on those tickets. I love that. And again, yeah. that just goes to and Long I think all of I think all of <laughs> miss you, Phil. We miss you, Phil. Long live the king. Robert literally took the words out of my mouth. We miss the guy. I mean, Phil Hughes was a character in terms of what was on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. That was just fun to see. And and even, you know, Ryan, I, you know, we obviously talked about, you know, the Twitter championship earlier and 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 yeah. again, just fun stuff. Obviously, you were included in the Twitter championship. I'm sorry you lost didn't make it, it past what the boy quarter. Phil. I lost to my boy Phil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> semis. So, uh, don't be slighting me, okay? It was yeah, semis. Whoa, whoa, Sorry, my bad. Not whoa, the quarters. Fourth place for Not the quarters. Semis go. here, Thank people. Uh, no, but again, uh, uh, and so my question is, and, and again, this is directed at what would be at Robert Contreras and at Ryan Cohen, is I've seen you, Robert, on the Jumbotron quite a few times this year, saucing up a little flag, doing a little right? shimmy shimmy, a little shimmy shake. I've seen Ryan jumping around. You know, a couple times uh, on the jumbotron. Uh, you know, I might, I might put this up to Hayden here. Hayden, do you have any input on uh, who would be the better dancer on the jumbotron? This, this isn't even close. Come on, Hayden, let's uh, go. I mean, Ryan, Ryan by a mile. That's I right. love wow. you. I That's love right. you, Ro, right. but you got to show me a little more than the wow. flag shimmy. <laughs> the dirty you know? dancing doesn't do it for you. Huh? It's one time, bro. I gotta channel my in. I've done it all. I've done it all. <laughs> Dirty dancing is all you got, dude. I, every so, time, every time I'm at a Padres <laughs> game, I will look up at some point during the game, and Ryan will be headbanging, yeah, somewhere in the stadium. Yeah, well, Ryan's got a younger neck than I do, you know. <laughs> so like, I gotta watch out for the whiplash and like the head trauma, because like I'm turning into an old man. Get On the creative. neck issue, I have woken up many, many mornings with sore necks. That is a big issue with my Padres <laughs> game. I think, I think one of my favorite Ryan That's Ryan I think one of my favorite Ryan Cohen dances was when he th- like aggressively threw his hat down. Like yeah, aggressively <laughs> more than once. Yeah. 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 I, I always picture you doing it as like the one when you do like the swing. <laughs> <with it. laughs> and if Robert's you guys don't know, whipping in the chair, uh, right? Again, this is great radio, right? We're doing visual things. <laughs> if you guys have never seen me or have any idea who I am, if you scroll enough through the video section of my Twitter Ryan Cohen 24 uh, you Big will, plug. Wow. You will <laughs> see quite a few videos of me losing my crap. Oh, and that's why it. we love you, dude. Like, again, like it's so fun to just see that level of, uh, you know, fandom at a park, right? And, and again, having you here, it, uh, to reiterate and reconfirm that le- it's a legit like right it's not it's it's not fake it's not i'm on the video board let me be a goon it's i'm on the video board because i'm here to have a good time and enjoy a padres baseball game and i think that that's even more so solidified with you just coming in here and chatting with us dude so uh, again 
thank you for your time today and uh and hopefully uh I, I think you've got some hot takes for us uh uh throughout the remainder of the pod here you're you're in it to win it you got a mic uh welcome to a low seahills podcast thanks my guys thanks guys you know we've got a game in store for you uh uh to to, to kind of wrap up this podcast but before we get into that kind of game show uh we've got twitter questions to answer and uh just kind of as a reminder you know as always uh, before we do a, a low seahills podcast here uh, we take to Twitter and and we basically ask you, uh, our listeners, what do you want to talk about? Do you have any questions for us? Hot takes, concerns? So uh, at Low Seahose Fan Club, uh, and so again yesterday uh, we took to Twitter. Uh, you you guys wanted uh, you guys wanted to let us know uh, your thoughts, and it looks like you did. We had like ten questions yesterday. It was ridiculous. Um, and so uh, we'll start off with a hot topic, and I think this is something that we obviously wanted to talk about tonight. And uh, uh, C underscore Los R, uh, Carlos, our good and friendly and advocate of a listener for us, C Los, asked us the daunting question, Austin Hedges or Francisco Mija? Hayden? Ooh. Um, I am absolutely enamored with Mejia's tools. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I've always uh, been a supporter of Austin. I think Austin has superior defensive skills, but watching Mejia pop up really quick on a potential stolen base and how quick his wrists are as a switch hitter, I, I'm, I'm salivating over his over his potential. And so for me, I have to go with Mejia for now. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I think one of us said earlier that, you know, I mean, he is out there and he, he literally looks like he doesn't give a shit. He's having fun. That's right? one of the best parts. And that's the best part, right, is that there's no stress, right? There, there's no stress in that environment when, when you're brought up. He's out here to play baseball. And, and again, I think that's something to, to really, you know, take into effect. Uh, you know, obviously, he's got quick hands, as Hayden mentioned. I mean, we all, I mean... Everybody and their mother probably talked about him turning on that 96-mile-per-hour inside fastball and just pulling it out of the park. You don't see balls turned on like that. And it wasn't that a cheap free- shot. That was a home run. That ball was ballpark. crushed, Ryan. Huh? That ball was crushed. And, and so it, to answer it from my perspective, you got to go with Francisco Mia. And, and just because of what was Hedges', Hedges lack at the plate this year, and I've always said it, you hit. You play. Yeah. Right. I guess I guess the question I'll ask is like uh, earlier on the 5.5 they brought up, what if the, the pitchers really love Hedges because his at-the-plate performance is stellar. We all agree with that. What if even though he, you know, even though Mejia has a stronger bat, Hedges is more favored by the pitchers, is that going to create a, a tension situation, a situation that- where he's getting it even though he may not be deserving? And that makes complete sense, Robert. And and I don't know if you saw the Padres ask uh, ask a question today. Yeah, uh, that they asked session. The Padres today. Yeah, actually, Francisco Mija was taking the reins of the, of the Padres ask Twitter or whatever you call that. Mm. And one of his things that he mentioned was communication with the pitchers. He knows that. He knows that there's a communication gap between himself and the pitchers. Now, whether it's a language barrier or whether it's familiarity familiarity right familiarity with the pitcher (laughs) that's the word he knows it school (laughs) he knows it so so i think yes there's a lack there in terms of the defensive qualities and the defensive uh, comparisons with hedges yes hedges will make those superstar plays he'll lay out for you he'll field a bunt he'll throw people out but the offense hasn't been there Offense hasn't been oh, there. I think the yeah, and I think the language barrier thing is a non-starter. I mean, you look at all the right. Spanish-speaking right. catchers. You look at Yadi Molina. You look at Wilson Contreras. It it is not an issue for them. You know, I mean, what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what's what's frustrating about the whole situation is for so long we've said that we want Hedges to be you know decent with the bat because his defense is so great, and in the last couple months he hasn't been a you know superstar hitter by any means, but. You know, at the plate, he's been decent. You know, I don't, I don't think he's an decent. all-star, <laughs> but he's been better than he has been in the past. And now there's the dilemma with Mejia, who is obviously incredibly talented at the plate. Um, in terms of with the pitching staff, 5-5 five, five mentioned this, but 
it is that Grandal versus Rivera deal all right. over again, where Grandal was it's clearly beyond like no one in the world was doubting that Grandal was the better bat, mm-hmm. and that's that's held true through 2018 now. But Rivera worked better with Andrew Kashner at Tyson Ross, the two aces of that incredible 2014 staff. And it's true. It's so true. Uh, you could see that happening with the Hedges Mejia situation. And Mejia very clearly wants to remain a catcher, which I respect. That makes him more valuable on the free agent market and in right. the trade market. And that you know heightens his bat as a catcher as opposed to a third baseman or an outfielder or whatever else they might try and do with him. Well, Absolutely. I like to think that you know pitchers love run support too. You know, pitchers like pitching with leads, my friend. So pitchers I mean, like if pitching he's going to be, leads. you know, consistently doing what he's doing. Well, I guess the one, you know, walk off is at the end of the game, but, but he's again his hands, his his. Absolutely, and I think Some I, I think to bat. summarize that question, Carlos, the Los Hijos fan club plus Ryan Cohen is uh is Mejia. leaning towards uh Francisco Mejia. We're pro Mejia. Uh, we are pro Mejia. Um so so I think that answers that question. Stemming into uh, you know our next couple of questions and uh uh, uh Campbell Doyen uh and also uh, SD Donovan kind of you know really asked us you know relative in the same sphere here in terms of outfield dynamics for next year. Um and and, and really that's a hard question to answer in my opinion because I think I think everybody in this in this studio knows there's going to be trades that are going to happen this offseason. This offseason is going to be crazy. Absolutely. It has to be. It has to be, right? Yeah. It has to be. There has to be some pieces Too many moved. big trade chips, too much money in the bank. It all adds up to a perfect too form. Too much money for the, saved in the bank. Right. We're ready to we're ready for a big purchase. Now, we'll get into that in a second and you know, I think really stemming off of what is that outfield dynamic question for next year, and again, I'm sorry that we haven't answered that yet, my friends, but <laughs> we want to jump into what is a lineup lightning round. Right. Cue the music. Cue it. Cue the music. Cue it. So really, this round is uh, is really more so our hypothetical picks for starters next season with the roster as is, with no trades being made currently. Now, we can put some hypotheticals out there. Right. But... We're going to stick with what we have and maybe some dreams. And and the question is, who is starting on opening day next year? There it is. Right. And one more, one more caveat. If you do name a potential Padre, meaning that they would be traded for or they were a free agent signing, you have to name the corresponding move. That's one rule. Ooh, all right. Well, that makes that one exciting. That's exciting. All right, my friends. Let's get right, into it. Music is rolling. So Cohen's I guess I'll, got a mic. I'll play host to this. Uh all right, well, let's start right where, where we just left off. Catcher. Starters for next year. I'm sorry. Start. What order are we going in? Are we going Cohen, me, Let's Hayden. Let's do the order. Yeah, uh, let's let's work our way this way. Counterclockwise, my friends. Okay, I'm going first. Counterclockwise. Radio. I'll go first. <laughs> you go first. I'll go last. take got the it, hit. Got it, got it. Catcher. You guys are going to hate me for this. Francisco Mija, AJ Ellis as a backup. Mejia and I really don't give a shit who the backup is. I'm, I'm going to make a game time decision here and change mine from Hedges to Mejia after I talk about Mejia. <laughs> okay, Robert. All right. All right. And to finish it off, I am actually the Hedges Mejia debate is dumb. It's AJ Ellis is the only answer. Dude's hitting about 300 this year. He's an incredible hitter. I don't know what the issue is. OBP's fantastic. He might be 455 years old, but we love him. Dad of the team. In all honesty, in all honesty, I think Mejia is the better bat. You play him more. I think Hedges is an elite backup. I don't know if he's going to love that role, but you got to have them both on the opening day roster next year. You down with OBP? Like yeah, you right. know all me. All right, all right. Uh, I think this is across the board here. Quickly, uh, first baseman next year. I'm going to go with <gasps> Eric Hosmer. We're not going to pay him to sit on the bench. Hosmer. $144 million, it's Hosmer. Yeah. yeah. Done deal. It better be Hosmer <laughs> or something. So sad for me to money decision. Uh, second base, my friends, we already got a little glimpse this year. Mr. Urias. Uri. Yeah, Urias. Got the to. Ride of Mexico, Luis uh, Urias. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> the, <laughs> Literally the Los <laughs> Ujo. El Ijo. El Ijo. Sorry, we clarified Ujo. this earlier. It's you, Luis. You are Ijo. El Ijo. El Gran Ijo. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, okay. Here's, here's some controversial. Here's, this is where we get a little controversial, my friends. Shortstop for next year. And I am going to say, and I've Ooh, this is advocated for this all season, Freddie Galvis will be our shortstop next season with Tatis coming in at some point. 
knowing the Padres and knowing how um, they really don't follow logic, Galvis. Robert? Yeah, I guess put me in the not following logic because I go Galvis with the early Tatis takeover. Uh, yeah, okay. we'll uh, early uh, early takeover. Yeah. I'm saying late season takeover. So. I think right. like a little you get a trade chip out of Galvis because people know that Tatis is coming up. I don't I don't know how that's going to work. Interesting. Okay, Ryan. I, I think the obvious best shortstop in the organization is Tatis. That's not even close. Uh, I know that the Padres love Tat or sorry Tatis obviously, but also uh, Galvis. I think the logical move is to start Guerra there for the first couple of weeks, maybe even Orias over there. You start one of the young guys over there for a few weeks, and then once Tatis passes that barrier where he gets the extra year of control, you save the millions of dollars. He's that type of superstar. You bring him up. Smart. He's Acuna. He's Soto. He's that good. Let him play. There it is. Okay. okay. All right. I like that. I like, and we're seeing glimpses of of Javier this year, right? I mean, he, he already has has broken the big, but is it you know late this season? Already had a couple times. Yeah, late this last so couple weeks. Plus defensive. I see that transferring right over. He's, he's great on at, defense. Ryan. He's fantastic. He can't hit a lick, but you know that's what we've had all year for the last. I was going to say, decade, yeah, that's not so. much of a difference. So, exactly, exactly. Dude, <laughs> dude would probably strike out and kickball uh, if, really, <laughs> if we were playing that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So good. Good conversation, shortstop realm. Uh, third base. Spencer over to the hot corner. Um, and uh, I am guaranteed breaking the rules here. And I don't have a response for Hayden because he set up that weird, well, not weird rule, but established rule. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say third baseman next year is going to be Manny Machado. Ooh. On no trade. Just, Ooh, yeah. We're just acquisition. Yep. Right. So <laughs> you, you, you get a, you get by that because it's a free agent signing. So. Uh, okay. That makes sense. You give makes up sense. a pick for that. I'm, I'm thinking Padres are going to pull the trigger. Why not? That, that, that's my only answer to that. Right. Why not? Um, I think it's going to be Tatis. I think Tatis is going to make the opening day roster, and they're going to put him there uh, while they have uh, mm. you know, they figure out the Galvis situation. I, I just I know deep inside my heart that the Padres are just so enamored with Galvis's showy glove that they're going to sign him to another deal. Now, let me ask you a question really quick: Is that including that little two-week period where they don't get the extra year? You think he's opening day third baseman? I think so. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. What do they do with Myers? I know we're doing lightning round and we'll move on. Well, <laughs> lightning round. What do they do with Myers? Myers uh, is getting shipped in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think, th- and again, this isn't, th- th- my opinion is that they're going to move him. But okay. That logic would say that we're not going to be willing to eat a lot of money on that deal. My heart uh, is saying keep Myers. My heart says keep Myers. Logistically speaking, right. ship him to the sun. All right. Well, my my yeah. well as and as Eric said uh, at Miserable Padres fan today, I love Myers. Me too. I love Myers. Now, if Myers can generate any type of value on the trade block, as as Eric said in his five point five podcast today, I'd probably be right there next to Eric, packing Myers into a cannon and shooting him <laughs> off to the sun. <laughs> so I am my pick for, uh, for opening day. Apologies third to all the Will Myers apologists. Yeah, so my pick for uh, opening day third baseman is uh, Will Myers. Okay, so you're keeping him. Uh, well, after all of that, Robert, staying true. <laughs> I like true it. To Will Myers. You you Fortnite with him or something. You know, Ryan, Chad. Chad thought he was going off the board with Machado. That's a uh, that's you know trendy little pick. We get it. My pick is going beyond 2018. We're not getting Machado. I know. I want him to. It makes a lot of sense. I get it. I think he's a star, and I think he's better than the person I'm about to name. But we have a star third baseman whose contract is coming up after 2019. He's a free agent. Nolan Arenado. He's going to come in the middle of the lineup. We got Tatis at short, Urias at second. Osmer's going to have a big year this year. I don't know if I actually God, believe that, that but we're saying it anyways. And that's our infield come 2019 opening day. God, we that got Osmer, so Urias, Tatis, Arenado. Who starts, who starts 2018? Myers? Sure, sure. Will Myers. We all four of us didn't even mention the name Christian Villanueva. I know he's not a star, but he ha- did have twenty home runs. I, hey, I mean I, that's something to note. I don't think he's a long term starter or anything Via like that, guy. but that One is someone. Huge Via guy, yeah, I think you keep him keep him for when the national league switches over to the universal DH and then 
if Let he's him. still even around for that. As Hayden said, he's a one-trick pony. Yeah. Defensively, I I don't defensively there's player. nothing there. Dude, there's I, yeah, there. I would much rather watch Myers struggle to all learn right. playing third base than watch. Yeah, all right. Lightning well, round. Myers Lightning is round. legit a struggle to watch third base, so that's a whole different conversation there. But uh, this is kind of stemming also into, you know, a couple of our Twitter questions here is what was the outfield dynamic? And that's probably the reason why we wanted to kind of start off this lightning round or that's kind right. of fire off this lightning round is our outfield for next year. And, and really, gentlemen, I hope we can keep this to a lightning because I want this no, to be let's a just do all three. Each person just says all three. We Absolutely. don't have to go right, I like that. You know, I like that. right, all right. left. Uh, so I'll take the reins here. Uh, left field, Hunter Renfro. Uh, his bat has been too good to keep out of the lineup next year. Center field, Franchi Cordero. I'm sorry, but I haven't haven't liked the uh, production from Margot and uh, Jankowski this year. Let's change it up. Franchi Cordero, center field. Right field, Fanmil Reyes. Give the beast a chance. That's my three. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Um, keeping uh, the fro, Renfro in right, um, going Margot in center, Franchi in left. And the fourth outfielder I'm going to say will be Jank. And the reason why Easy. is I think that Reyes has generated so much interest over this, the course of this year that I think they're going to be blown away with an offer. Reyes like was Rule 5 eligible before the year, and no one took him. Right. You really think he's gained that much trade value in I this year? I think so. Okay. That's a good point. I mean, uh, that almost he, makes me want to change mine, but I'm going to stick to it. So I'm going Renfro and left, which is an obvious pick. I will also go Cordero in center because I think when he's healthy, I th- he's just he's such a bigger guy than Margot. But if Margot can turn it around and actually start snagging all these dives, his potential is crazy. But I'm gonna go Cordero, uh, Reyes in right, and then of course I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my guy Jank as the the fourth outfielder. Rotating yeah, in in every position. I knew that was yeah. coming, Rob. I, you know, for a second there, I really thought we were going to get rid of him. But after his, like, late season spurt of I'm going to steal every base and make every little effort to, like, prove that I'm I'm valuable. Hey, he's valuable, man. He said that. That is his value yeah. from the start of this year, getting on base and stealing bases. Right. He's by the so way, quick around bases. about Reyes, I want to keep him. This is, this is a good conversation to have. We're trying to pick the best outfield, you know, based on you know all the abundance of talent we have so anyways oh, over yeah. to ryan. ryan ryan's got a ryan's got his answers now yeah so obviously we're gonna sign harper and trade for trout and we'll be uh the best <laughs> outfield in the game bang bang uh no i think yep, that's the one i'm kind of going along with the all power outfield we have uh renfro franchi and fran Miel. i think we keep three frans and actually we're gonna go four frans in the lineup with fran Miel, franchi francisco mejia and Fran Nando Tatis. That didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Nando. Uh, who tweeted, and I'm sorry to, to kind of off segment this here, but who tweeted that lineup? Oh, it was all a uh, Fran. Francisco. Oh, uh, Cespedes Family yes, Barbecue. Yeah. Those guys are the best. Those guys I are so funny. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. Cespedes Family Barbecue. Thank you for providing Managed by Frandy yeah. Green. Thank you for me. That was so good. Yeah, it classic. was all Fran names started. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Fran Will Fern- Myers. Fernando Tatis. Like, so great. Thank you for that. I retweeted that instantly. Um, Those guys are good. And so, again, that, you know, hopefully that, you know, gave you a little bit of perspective about, you know, kind of our thoughts here about, you know, really what's to come. You know, Ryan Cohen, you know, put his uh, his two cents into kind of what's in store for next year. And Are not a 2019. Believe it. Heard it here. 2020. First. Sorry. 2020. 2019 <laughs> is next year. Heard it what here a lightning first, round. people. So, again, <laughs> huge predictions coming out of Ryan Cohen. We're going to have to, like, record that segment and, like, you know, sound clip that for three years from now. Yep. Yeah, see, see if that see if comes into fruition. Hoist the 2020 World Series championship. This and, kid is and, legit <laughs> dreaming now. So and, and then they play they play Ryan's dance video and his voiceover in the, in the World Series winning video. Perfect. Arnoldo Perfect. points to the jumbotron and it's me dancing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, well, again, we've been thoroughly entertained uh, with having Ryan Cohen tonight. Uh, I don't know. I'm speaking for myself. I know you guys. Yeah, absolutely. That. Absolutely. So, uh, again, Ryan, thanks for tuning in tonight, my dude. Uh, we appreciate having you. Hopefully, this isn't your first segment with the Los Hijos boys. Hopefully, this isn't um, your last. This is definitely is your, the first. It's definitely his first, yeah. but I feel you. Thanks, guys. Almost. <laughs> I almost had that. Almost. Uh, well, anyways, uh, again, we're, we're getting late here in the podcast, so you know, if you're still with us, 
thanks for tuning in today. Amen. Uh, but as always, we like to end our... Uh, One thing, we're going to skip a recap, but we will say the Futures game is coming up uh, next week. That's September 20... 27th. Absolutely. The tickets so our In your boy, down on the farm, is going to be there, Mr. 22-ounce curls. Right. I'm probably 99% going to be there with him. Absolutely. Um, if you can get to the Futures game... I would highly recommend going right. to that. Game. We could go through the, the next series, but like honestly, they don't matter. Let's just hope we lose them so we get that third draft pick. Ooh, and ooh. but that's the game that that's our prick for the rest of the season. Go to the futures game. It's free, por gratis. Wow, there it Boom, is. There, there it go. is. And and I think again, Robert snipped out the recap. I'm just gonna do it oh, just because. You? Oh, okay. He, uh, because uh, you know that's that's his segment. Uh, no. San Francisco's in town right now. Uh, we're playing them. Uh, we've boom, got boom. Uh, Luke Casey on the mound tonight. I'm not sure how that game's going. We'll let you know uh, next week. Uh, we've got Erlin on the mound, What is tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, then we go up to L.A. Uh, uh, for, for a quick series with L.A. Um, and, and really, I, ideally, we'll be potting next week. Uh, so we'll let you know the status of those games. Um, so a couple of divisional series to wrap up uh, the season here. But... Uh, again, ideally, we'll, we've got a pod for you next week, uh, and we'll wrap up our season with that. So, again, if you've made it this far into the podcast, Semana 14. thank you, my friends. Whether you're Muchas a new listener, gracias. whether you're uh, an existing listener, uh, this is the Los Hijos podcast. We talk Padres baseball, and ideally, optimistic side of Padres baseball. Um with a hint of pessimism at times. <laughs> with a little bit of hate. Yeah. Only you hate, though. Only you hate, though. And uh, uh, with that, uh, I think we're wrapping up week 14. Ryan Cohen, thanks for showing up today, my guy. You're the best, dude. Thank you so much Keep for having me. I had a blast. It was a good time. Los hijitos. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.